that the Spirit of God spoke to me and said that this meeting is a Holy Ghost meeting. Say, Holy Ghost meeting. Say, I am in a Holy Ghost meeting. Hallelujah. Amen. He also said in this meeting that the Holy Spirit would add, subtract, and multiply in different areas of your life in this meeting. Amen. And there's uh, one other thing, one other key thing that he said. You and I will need to receive by faith. Amen. You'll need to receive by faith. Amen. Now, what, what does this mean? It means that you will sense something taking place in your spirit. Receive it. Any, anything that you sense taking place in your spirit, then I want you to understand that that is the Holy Spirit making his move upon you. So therefore, receive it. Hallelujah. Say, I will receive it. I will receive it. That's right. Now, this is not necessarily feelings. Something, uh, uh, some things must be sensed. You have to sense some things. Now, when you sense things, it happens in your word. Amen. It happens in your spirit. Amen. So there's going to be some things that you're not going to just necessarily feel, but you can sense those things. Amen. Now, when you can sense those things, that's what I'm talking about. Receive them. When you can sense them, do what? That's right. Amen. Sensing something is a knowing that is produced by the inward witness rather than an emotional feeling. Sensing is something that is produced by the inward witness. Inward witness. You'll have an inward witness of some things. So receive that witness because that is the Holy Spirit. Okay? How I many you got that? Amen. So what you sense by witness of your spirit, receive it by faith. And then you will be on the path that God has set forth for you in this meeting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wave your hands at me. Good. Now, I have to teach you, because the Bible says faith cometh by what? Another translation says faith is activated by hearing. All right? And I know you want to worship God, but this gives a greater lift to your faith. Teaching always gives a greater lift to faith. Amen. Now, this is what came into my spirit to share with you tonight. It happened to me in the shower. And I'm going to give it to you tonight. Just a little bit of it. Not going to be able to give it on to you. Just, just a little bit of it. Now, I want you to write this down. 
What happened in the upper room? What happened in the upper room? Now, Katie, I want you to read for me a little bit tonight. I'm going to let you read for me a little bit because I want you to... uh, uh, She not here? Okay. You just got here? All right. Well, anyway... I better. Okay, let me do it. Let's go to the book of Acts chapter 1. Well, I did get Katie in the front. Okay? Okay. All right. Uh, I want to start at verse 8. I want to start at verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they were held, beheld, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Verse 10. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. Which also said, you men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go. Into heaven. Then returned they unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is from Jerusalem a Sabbath day journey. And when they were come in, they went up into an upper room where abode Peter, James, and John. Andrew, Philip, and Thomas, and Bartholomew, and let's skip this. Let's go to the next one. These all continued with one what? In prayer and supplication with the, woman, with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with the brethren. Fifteen. And in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples, and said, the number of names together were about 120. Men and brethren, this scripture must need have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spoke before concerning Judas, which was uh, gal to them, guide to them that took Jesus. All right. Now let's go to Luke 24, 49. Let's go to Luke 24:49. Let's read down uh, verse 49 to 53. Almost the same account. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, 
But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye, until ye be endured with power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany. And he, lift, and he lifted up his hand and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And we and and were continually in the temple praising God, blessing God. Amen. Now we have two accounts here. Jesus spoke, gave some instructions to his disciples. Amen. Now here's what I here 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 here's what I what 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 they say. Now history says there was a total of five hundred, but when we got to the upper room, there was only one twenty. So he lost about how many? Do the math. Three eighty along the way. Five hundred to one twenty. Whoa. Now, key verse in this, in, this, in this chapter is verse 49. Notice he gave them instruction. Tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be endured with power from on high. Now the word tarry there simply means to what? It means to wait. That's exactly what it means. It means to wait. Amen? Now, this is where they got instructions. They got instructions. Now, from what I've heard, see, again, there was 500 of them received these instructions. But when it got to Jerusalem and went to the upper room, there was only 120. What do you think about that? Hmm? See, I don't feel bad when y'all listen to me. Because when I read the Bible, I see a lot of them didn't listen to Jesus. And he was the Christ. Amen. It all depends on what you want. And how bad you want it. We'll determine if you will listen to instructions. Amen. Now, there would be two things... That will happen in the process of them receiving uh, power from on high. There will be two things that will happen. Amen. Are you ready? Number one, they will become born again. In other words, they will come into the new birth. Number two, they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. There were two major things that happened in their lives. What happened? In their lives, when they followed because they followed Jesus' instructions and went to Jerusalem and tarried. Two two major things happened. Okay, number one, they would be born again. Now they weren't born again until this experience in the upper room. They weren't born again. But what I saw here that blessed me was the fact that they got born again and they got filled. All at the same time. 
Hallelujah. Now, what is the significance of a room experience? They were born again, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe with all my heart that this week, you and I are headed into a upper room experience. Upper room experience. Some say, well, I'm filled already. But you see, you can be filled multiple times. And I believe this is what the Lord does with us in time of refreshing. He uses this time to refill us. <laughs> with the Holy Spirit. He uses this time to refill us with the Holy Spirit. Now, you won't know how, how significant this is until you're down the road. Amen. In the moment, you never know what's what. But sometimes we become so sensitive to things, then we, we realize, man, that took place in that moment. What took place in that moment? This strength, this wisdom, this understanding that I had to get through this mess. That happened in the time of refreshing. God did something in me and for me in that time. That caused me to be ready for this time. Now, here's what I want you to see. And, and I want you to know. Nothing God does is insignificant. I mean, absolutely nothing. Nothing God does is insignificant. Amen. God always have purpose in the things that he does. So tonight, you're here tonight... But you're here tonight because God has purpose. A, he has a purpose for you in being here tonight. Amen. He, have, he will have purpose in you being here tomorrow night. He'll have purpose in you being here Wednesday night. He'll have purpose in you being here Thursday night. Friday night. See, purpose in it. Thank God for it. Amen. Now, over in the book of Acts... Let's go back and look at verse 13 and 14. Acts 1, 13, 14. Now, and when they were come in, they went up. They went up into an upper room where a board... Peter in the game. Now let's look at verse 14. Now these all continued with one accord. Now, now, now look at this. With one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. And married the mother of Jesus and with his brethren. Now here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want you to see. They were in this room praying, making supplications to God with one accord. Now watch. For ten whole days. How many of you have went home? <laughs> you can't stand an hour and a half service. How you stand in a room for 
10 days praying, making supplications to God. They were there for a whole 10 days. Now, I'm serious when I ask you this question right now. How many of you would have went home? Raise your hand. One, two, three. A bunch of y'all went home. So you guys would have been a part of the 500. I mean, what well, that was 380. You would have been a part of that 380. You went home. Now, what did the 380 miss? Now, what did they miss? They missed the opportunity to be born again and filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what they missed. Now, we don't have nothing recorded of whatever happened to them. But some of them in the, in the upper room, we have their names recorded in the book. Amen. Amen. Now, I told you, who did they get instruction from? Peter didn't tell, I mean, Jesus didn't tell Peter, you tell him, go to the upper room. Jesus told him himself. In between the upper room, between Jerusalem, uh, to where they were, Jerusalem, where the upper room was, he lost 300, he lost 380, right? What do you think they were talking about? Girl, I'm tired. I ain't got no upper room. <laughs> Girl, I went home and fixed these grits and eggs. <laughs> Take me a nap. And I found Jesus with all this stuff. Talking about wait in the upper room. I, I got to go wash. <laughs> I go go... Girl, my house need cleaning. He talking about other room. I got to go watch Stamp and his son. Mm -mm. <laughs> now, here's, here's the point. They were there for 10 days. How many of you would have went in there for about an hour and said, mm -mm, this is taking too long. Mm -mm. Out of here. If you're going to stay today, just think one day. Oh, Lord, now this is going too far. I know what y'all have been thinking. I'm glad I wasn't in that time either. But those guys benefited us. You see? Now, sometimes, we are promised a move of God. But in that, sometimes we have to wait. We have to have expectation, anticipation. We got to have that. We got to wait. Amen. And so I want you guys to know when you are in the press and in the hunger for the presence of God, the power of God to be manifest, you got to wait. Sometimes it takes a little time. I 
And I know, I know, I had a young lady tell me yesterday, can't call her name, told her yesterday, she told me, if you ain't finished by 8 o'clock, I'm going home. I said, all right. <laughs> I love her, though. Amen. She so you ain't finished by 8 o'clock, going home. I said, did I not tell you that this is a sacrifice week? What's a sacrifice week? Sacrifice is giving up something that is valuable to you that you might obtain something of greater value. So in your pressing, see, in your quest for the move of God upon your life, you may have to wait. But stay pressing. Now, what keeps me pressing is expectation. Anticipation of the move of God upon my life. See, sometimes you've got to wait. Amen. Well, it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. What you thought it was going to be? Amen. You can't come to this place and God not move. Sometimes you move, you running, you jumping, you hollering, you wilding on the floor. That's all the move of God. And sometimes you sit down listening to me, to me teach you. That's all the move of God. It's still a move of God. Some things require certain things to move in different levels. Sometimes you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be seasoned with the word. So your faith, so faith in itself will be activated. So you're not just fighting the wind. Sometimes when you fight the wind, you get tired. But when you're pressing after something, you can press through being tired. And sometimes you got to break those barriers. You got to break the flesh, the barriers of your flesh, and get into that ram of the spirit. Amen, amen. Are you still with me? Amen. Now, let me get here because I'm almost finished. I, I don't, I don't want, I, I, I don't really want to do what they call a bunch of teaching to you, but I want, I want to more or less give you instructions. Is that all right? Okay. For this tonight, more I'll, I'll, I'll give you instructions. Now. Now, I want, to, I want to show you something. Go to, now, what happened in the upper room? Two things happened. We talked about that. Two things happened in the upper room. What were those two things that happened? Number one, they were born again. And they were filled with the Spirit. They were born again, filled with the Spirit. Born again, filled with the Spirit. That's what happened in that upper room. Born again, filled with the Spirit. All right? Now, I want to show you something. Go to 1 Corinthians 12. 13. Bless you, darling. 1 Corinthians 12, 13. I want to show you something there. Got it? Okay. Oh, I forgot. Now, listen real good. Listen real good. Listen real good. For by one spirit are we all baptized into what? Now, here's what I, here, here's what I want you to see. 
We're baptized into the body of Christ by one spirit. What spirit is that? That's the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit takes us and baptizes us into the body of Christ. Now, these people we talked about, they went to the upper room, right? What happened in the upper room? They went to the upper room. They were there for 10 days. And in the 10th day, it all happened. Everything that Jesus promised them in the 10th day came to pass. Everything he promised them. Whether he promised them, he promised them power from on high. And they were filled with power from up on high. Now that power brought into their lives the new birth and the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, 1 Corinthians uh, 12, 13 says they were all baptized into one body. Uh, let, let's read it before I tear it up. Are you ready? He says, for, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body. Now we know we're baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. Now, this was the first baptism into Christ's body. When did it happen? It happened on the day of Pentecost in the upper room. That's what happened. And at this point, they were born again. They had received the very life and nature of God. They were born again. They had received the life and nature of God. Amen. You still with me? Now, let's look at Acts 2. Let's look at verse 1 through, 1 through 4. Look at verse 1 through 4. Now pay, pay close attention. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one card in one place. That's significant. Being what? In one card. Now watch. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon each of them. Watch. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, I won't submit to you. In this, in this passage of scripture, we see one thing sticking out significant. It's, it's significant. It, it, I mean, it's, it's sticking out. I mean, we can see it sticking out. Okay? And that's the, that's the infilling with the Spirit. But more than that took place. Well, all took place there. They were born again. In that same process. Remember, we read in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, that, the whole, that we were all baptized into one body by, by the Spirit, by the Spirit, baptized into, all, all, into one body. Well, when did he do that? He did that in that upper room. 
he did that when that when that Russian mighty wind came in there. Their their spirits received the very life and nature of God. And not only that, but they got filled with the Holy Spirit. Now here's what the Holy Spirit said to me. He said, talk about the upper room experience. Because that's what I want to do. I want to have with them an upper room experience. Now, in that, men will be able to receive the life of nature of God. So you need to take time to invite somebody who don't know Jesus. The atmosphere will begin to break yokes. Because this is an upper room experience atmosphere. Then there are those who haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit. It won't take nothing for you to be filled in this atmosphere. And then there are those who will be refilled. Now, every refilling brings us to a new dimension. Yes, sir. In the spirit. Yes, sir. I've been filled multiple times yes, with the Holy Spirit. You can be filled multiple times with the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5 tells us about it. Amen. Now, I've been, I've, been, I've been pushing. I've been going to dimensions, different dimensions, for 40 years. See, you want to sometimes, why people quit? Why they run out of gas? Why? I'll tell you why. They're not moving. They're standing still. And anything stands still becomes stagnant. <laughs> so I'm not standing still. The move of the Holy Spirit is real to me today as it was when I first started. And when I first started, I didn't know no better about nothing. Amen. A tarot back in those days. I was a tarrier. Everywhere they was tarrying, I was tarrying. They said a tarrying meeting, I was there. And I was on the altar. Thank you, 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 thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Spit here, spit there, spit everywhere. I was on Flood Street one night, and the lady was working with me. And I was, I was sweating so hard, and I was so wet around the mouth. And she told me, she said, you got sin in your life, go sit down. <laughs> That's what she told me. 
And I did. And if you know back when we were back, you do exactly what they tell you. Go sit down. And I went and sat down. And I'm sitting down watching others tarry. And I'm wondering what kind of sin do I have in my life? Because I know it's somewhere. My wife didn't go with me. She can tell you, I came home and I told her, the lady said, I got sin in my life. I ain't lying. I'm not lying to you. That's the true story. <laughs> and I went for a month trying to find sin. Couldn't find it. So I dismissed it and walked on and went on. Best thing I ever did for my life. Amen. Now, here's what I want you to see. This is for you. Now, to receive of the things that the Father have, has for you, you need a different mindset. See, you, you need a different mindset. See, in Romans, he talks about being spiritually minded and carnal minded. I'm not going to get into carnal mind. I'm just telling you. You need a different mindset. You need a spiritual mindset. And I'm telling you, the infilling of the Spirit is going to turn you into that zone where you start having a different mindset. A different mindset is going to bring peace. It's going to bring harmony. Especially in your relationships with others. <laughs> different mindset is going to be able to allow you to put, the, put your hands on the money that you need. And bless those whom God has commanded you to bless. New mindset. Are you still with me? Now. I want to show you something. Let's read Acts 2. One four again. All right, let's see it. And when when the day of Pentecost was fully come, see they were in that upper room for ten days. The word the word Pentecost means fiftieth. They were all with one accord in one place. Now watch, and suddenly there came a sound. From heaven, as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now, it's very important to pay attention to the fact that they were one in one accord. They had the same mind. They had one mind. They had one heart. Now, here's what I found in my experience. Excuse me. I'm all right. Here's what I found in my experience. Here's what I found in my experience. This was so amazing for me to see it. The Holy Spirit will rush this room. And he can touch this one and not that one. And he seemed to touch all of those who are reaching. 
Now, when all of us are reaching, do you realize that we are on? We're reaching. These two can be reaching, and she won't even reach. But guess what he do? He'll touch her and go get them. He'll go get all of them that's reaching. And leave the ones who are not reaching, leave them completely alone. Now, here's what I want to tell you. Nobody can hinder the move of God in your life except you. If, see, he will not deny you because of that one. <laughs> Are y'all still with me? Can you see that? Now, the Bible says they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, watch this here. Go to Acts 4. I don't have time to bring it through it all. 431. We'll read it from the King James. This is Peter and his gang, and they didn't got in trouble. And now they're praising and worshiping God. Now watch what happens here. Let me go back on this side. I'm on this camera right here. See y'all. Amen. Now listen, listen, listen. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken. See, these guys had been uh, uh, captured and beaten, amen, because they were preaching in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This is Peter. This is Peter and John. Weren't they, weren't they in the upper room? Yes, they were. But here now, they're being persecuted. And, in, and through that persecution, they're praising and worshiping God. And look what the Bible says. And they were what? And they were what? They were. See how the Bible put it? It says, oh. So that would include Peter and John. So this is a second refit. Uh, yeah, this is the second feeling. Come on. This was the second feeling. Who was this? Peter and John. Now you can read about Peter and John. You got the book of Peter, first Peter, second Peter. John. John got a book of John, and they got the book of Revelation. What happened? I don't believe this was the last time they were filled. They kept getting filled. And each filling brought them to a new dimension in ministry. Now, you don't, have to, you don't have to be a minister to be refilled. You can be a simple child of God and be refilled and go to new dimensions in the realm of the Spirit. That's for you in this meeting. 
Are you with me? Now I'm going to show you one more verse. One more verse. One more verse. My, 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 my. One more verse. One more verse. Ephesians 5. Look at Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. 5.18. Let's look at it. 5.18 for a moment. And be not drunk. Be not drunk. <laughs> With wine. Right? Whereat, wherein is excess. But now look. Be filled with the Spirit. Now, if you get that in the original, it's saying, be being filled. You know what that means? Keep on being filled. That's what that means. Keep on being filled. Now, I already know faith is at work. Amen. Now, I'm, I'm, but I don't want you to be ashamed. I want you to be, I want you to be bold. This doesn't mean that you've got to be bold and you can receive from God. Say amen to that. Amen. All right, now, here's what I want you to see. Here's what I want, to, here's what I want you to do. You know, how many of you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit? What are the evidence of speaking with tongues? Let me see your hands. All right. I'm not trying to embarrass you. I'm just trying to help you. Would you stand out with me? Would you stand out with me? All right. Now, here's what I want you to. Here's what I. Here's what I want you to see. Are you? I'm gonna ask you a question, rather. Now I'm asking you a question. You said, "Not Pastor, you don't need to ask me no question." You know that. I'm asking you anyway. Are you saved? I know you saved, sweetheart. Are you saved? Yes, you saved, right? Positively sure. Yes, indeed, you sure. Yes, indeed. Amen. Now, come here. I want you to come right here with me for just a few moments. Just a few moments. Hold that for me. Hold that for me. I want you to turn this way. Turn this way. Turn. To, no. Well, I'll turn this way. <laughs> Is that all right? Okay. Now, here's what I want you to see. Being, with the, being filled with the Spirit requires one thing. The prerequisite is to be saved. That means Jesus is the Lord of your life. He's your, he's your Savior. You accept Jesus as your Savior. That's all that means. You're saved. Now, once you get saved, you're baptized into the body of Christ by the Holy Spirit. But that's not the infilling of the Spirit. The infilling of the Spirit is a different experience altogether. See, the baptism of the Spirit takes place automatically. The filling of the Spirit, it takes, it takes a release of faith. Amen. If you are if you are saved, all you have to all you have to do is ask. I have time to bring you all the scriptures, but I got somebody who can. Okay, here's what you do. You just ask. It's a simple process. Ask and believe you receive. Now, the moment you believe you receive, you have the language. See, the Holy Spirit is not tongues, and tongues is not the Holy Spirit. I had lady tell, I had people tell me all the time. They say, I wanted to be the spirit. I said, I showed them in, I showed them in 1 Corinthians 14. <laughs> it's your spirit that speaks in tongues. The Holy Spirit supplied the language. The language is already there. 
Once you receive the language is already there. And so I tell people, say what's ever easier for you to say. What's praying tongues? And they say, and some people say, oh, I say, that's not praying. <laughs> See, I use your lips. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. you know, they do stuff like that. And they say, oh, Pastor, that was me. That's you. It's not the Holy Spirit. He's supplying you language. Language is already supplied. You do the talking. She's that simple. Amen. Now, I never pray in tongues when I'm feeling people, getting you guys filled with the Spirit for the first time. Never doing that because I, I don't want you to copy me. But that language is yours. The moment you believe you're saved and believe you receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. He says, he says this here. He says this, is, I think it's in John. He says this here. He says, uh, everyone that asks, receive. He said, how much more? He said, you wouldn't give your children a stone if they ask you for bread. You wouldn't do that. He said, how much more shall your heavenly father give you the Holy Spirit? Give the Holy Spirit rather to them that ask him. All it takes is asking him. And then just opening up your mouth. You believe you receive him. And then just open your mouth and begin. I'm going to tell you, I want you to pray in tongues. I don't care. She said, oh, don't do that. That's not it. One guy said, that's not it. See, make a language with your tongue. And it automatically comes to pass. Now, let me tell you something. Everybody try this with, it don't happen for them the first time. They go home and get it. And then I look at them a month or two, three months later. I said, girl, you speak a tongue? She said, yeah, Pastor. She said, when you start speaking? Girl, I, Pat, I got it at home. I said, see that? See that? I told you that. Amen. Now, I was so delighted. I was, I was, we was in praise and worship. And they had a sister. And I heard her speaking in tongues. And I remember I stood on the altar and worked with that sister. Oh, Lord, my back was tied. And I heard I'm just a cutting up. I said, girl, when you saw me, Reese, come here, babe, come here. You remember me? With the speaking of tongue deal? We had, a, we had a fight, didn't we? But do you pray in tongues now? Anytime you want to? Let me see you do it now. That's enough, Reese. That's enough. That's enough, Reese. That's enough. <laughs> you see that? Now, Reese can do that. You can do it. You say. That's for all saved people, man. That's for all saved people. Amen. Are you ready? You ready? See, you can't do it with this. You do it with that. Don't think about it. Just let it flow. Amen. I tried for the Holy Ghost a year and two months and could have had it the first day I tried. But I didn't know, I didn't know no better. You know. And then, you know, the system. Amen. Are you ready? <laughs>